This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's Let's ride. for the words that are recited before each and every game here at Dodger Stadium. Take it away, Finn. It's time for Dodger Baseball. What's going on, Dodgers fans? Hope you're all doing well out there. And thank you for listening to another episode of the Incline Dodgers podcast. We are a part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. This is Kevin Klein flying solo for just a couple minutes because we are really excited to bring you an exclusive one-on-one interview with Joe Kelly, the Dodgers World Series champion, to discuss his upcoming book, which is coming out in just a couple weeks. And the title of his new book is called a damn near perfect game reclaiming America's pastime. So we're going to dive into that in this interview in just a couple minutes. And you're going to learn some things that I had no idea about. So hopefully you guys learn about it. You're going to go out, purchase the book. Cause I think this is going to be a really exciting read. This episode is brought to you by TickPick. without TickPick, You're not getting the best deals out there. So download the TickPick app today to get $10 off right away off your first purchase of $49 or more using the promo code INCLINE at checkout. No service fees at checkout. They got tickets to spring training. So if you want to see your favorite Dodgers or whatever your team is, go to TickPick. You get the best prices out there. Best ticket service, in my opinion. So download that TickPick app. So yeah, like I said, Joe Kelly is coming on right now. So I hope you guys enjoyed the interview. And make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to the Incline Dodgers podcast. Or if you're following on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button and follow us on social media, whether it's on Twitter, at the Incline Pod, or our Facebook and Instagram. So enjoy. All right, guys. I'm extremely pumped right now. We are joined by Joe Kelly entering his 12th Major League season. I mean, Dodgers fans know this guy very well. He won a World Series with the Red Sox, came over with the Los Angeles Dodgers, won another World Series. Now he's at camp with the Chicago White Sox. So, Joe, first I got to ask, how's uh, spring training going for you? You reported out there in Arizona? Yes, so far so good. Um, obviously, you know, we got uh, a new manager. You know, he brought along a, a new staff. Um, and so far it's been a different camp. You know, I've been a part of 14 spring trainings, I think, in total. Um, and this is the the first spring training where I've uh, been introduced to new techniques to do the same drill that I've done the past 14 years, which is good. It's, it keeps it entertaining. It keeps it fun. Um, honestly, it's some of the drills I do with my kids uh, in, in our baseball practice, you know, and now we're big leaders, you know, catching foam balls as hard as hard as we can out of a machine, trying to get our hand eye better. Um, but, you know, it's been a smooth camp so far. Um, and the, the number one thing, you know, Pedro wanted to go over when he got the job was, you know, it's going to be a hard camp. You know, it's going to be intense. We're going to move fast, play fast um and go from there and, and so far he's been a man of his word um i've been sore you know every day but you know now being one of the older guys on the team which is kind of weird uh but no definitely having a fun camp yeah that's awesome to hear i'm i'm very excited to see what the white Sox do this season 
gonna just throw it out there it felt like you guys had a lot of talent last season things just didn't go your way but with the new manager bringing back most of your core it does seem like the white Sox have a good season ahead of them so that's not why that's not why you're here though you're here to talk about a new book something that you've been cooking up the last year year or so so let's get into that right now so i know dodgers fans are gonna buy this book because the premise just sounds awesome to me and i'm talking about a damn near perfect game Reclaiming America's Pastime. So you wrote that with Rob Bradford. So let's get it start, started, Joe. First, I'm going to ask, you know, what was the inspiration behind writing this book? Well, uh, it's a good question just because it was one of those things where I've, I've always done well with, with, with shows, right? Podcasts, et cetera, um, radio shows. And Rob is one of my dearest friends. Not only is he a media member, you know, usually the, the player media member relationships are kind of tainted. Um, but from day one, I've always liked, obviously, Brad Foe. And, uh, you know, he pitched me the idea one day of one day when my career is over, um, you know, if I would write a book with him. And I said, yeah, sure, let's do it. Uh, and <laughs> I didn't expect it to be so soon, honestly. Um, number one, the lockout came, right? First, we had the lockout. And so during the lockout, um, you know, being from the L.A. area, I, I coached baseball. So whether it was taking my son to school, whether it was dropping him off at baseball practice, whether I was coaching a team or going to get a haircut at a barbershop. Um, the same question was bring, coming up over and over. When, number one, when are we going to play baseball? Number two, you know, this is just billionaires versus millionaires. Number three, like, you know, when baseball comes back, I'm not going to be a fan anymore. I'm not going to watch. Um, and so I don't have social media. So I, I was hearing these things in person, started getting irritated with it. Um, which led to me to, uh, you know, kind of penned an open letter to, to baseball fans in general. Um, and it was uh, pretty much the title of it was Don't Give Up on Baseball. And I was kind of putting all these things in the front that I had in from the back of my mind um, from pen to paper. And uh, the Times ended up picking it up. And I guess it, it did pretty well. And after that, you know, Rob was like, hey, man, uh, we should write a book now because you know, you've already had something published, right? It's going to be a lot easier to pitch to ed uh, editors, publishers, you know, book companies. Um, so it happened a lot quicker than I expected, but uh, it was it was definitely a, a a different a different challenge for myself and and for Rob. He's done multiple books, um, but you know, I think uh, people are definitely going to enjoy it. That's for sure. No doubt about it. And I think the way you describe this book is the perfect perfect portrayal of the type of character you are. We've, it's actually very fitting that you're on this podcast because we've had a number of Dodgers relievers on in the past few years. And oftentimes we ask them who their favorite or most funny teammate is, and you almost come up every single time. And I think that translates with Dodgers fans as well. You've become a fan favorite basically everywhere you go. And I think it's because one, you're outspoken, but two, you play with a lot of passion. And there was murals of you out in Los Angeles. You made an impact in just the few years you were here. Yeah, no, I mean... That's, that's good. You know, that's one of the things I pride myself on, you know, not every day you, you're going to gonna perform the way you're supposed to perform. Right. So um, not every day you're going to bring your A game. You're going to try, you know, you're definitely going to try. Um, but I think one thing that you can control in, in baseball and in all professional sports is you could bring your A game as a teammate, right. You could, you could show up to the field and um, ask how people are doing, you know, really be genuine about it and um, have each other's backs. And, and, and that's something you can control. You can't always control baseball, which is, which is uh, something we try to do. But um, like I said, showing up and being a good teammate, um, I think is, is the number one priority. Uh, so, you know, writing the book, you know, I, I told teammates along the line that, you know, hey, I'm writing a book and, you know, 
the, the year ago they're like hey when's your book coming i'm like well it's not done you know blah 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 um you know when it's done send me a book you know everyone's saying but um yeah it, it was a fun process and, and and you know obviously everyone knows about the old you know Korea and the patty face thing um so if readers are interested in who i am uh you know it's gonna be great because that's the first chapter that i open up with in the in a damn near perfect game you know it's called the power of a pout um and it's something that I've never shied away from. Uh, and, and I wanted to get the reader's attention. I think that was the best way to do it rather than, you know, save it for the middle or the back. Um, so come out strong and, and, and kind of just go over the situation. I don't want to give everything away, uh, but there's definitely some things in there that people are going to be surprised. Um, and, and to go back to it, you know, I think my favorite chapter of all of them is uh, the chapter, I think it's seven maybe, um, you know, there's a whole chapter of, of me and the commissioner, you know, sitting, sitting down, having a talk one-on-one um, and talking about the state of baseball, whether it's rules, uh, ownership, um, and, and um, what else? Yeah, rules, ownership, and just kind of picking his brain with, with the game of baseball needs. Um, and I don't know if this is the first player. I think I might be the first player to actually get an interview with him one-on-one. Um, you know, that's publicized, that's put in a book. Um, I didn't change any, anything. It's pretty much a transcript of our conversation. Um, and the reason why it became my favorite chapter is because going into this kind of thing, I have had a big issue with, with Rob, obviously been suspended multiple times. Um, and I went into it, you know, obviously not liking him, right. Uh, coming out of our conversation, um, I ended up having a, a slight change of heart for him just because, you know, I got to know him on a more personal level and I got to know that he actually does care about the game of baseball as much as I do. Um, so I think it's going to be good for fans to see. And, and, you know, if you don't like him now, you know, read the book, you'll, you might have a change of heart too. That's fascinating to hear. It's really a turn of events. So I'm sure that's one of the biggest things I'm looking forward to. You mentioned a couple of things that I wanted to refer to. Uh, we'll go with, we'll go with the rules first. So you, in part of the description, you know, you call out the hacks, cheats and ridiculous rules. And obviously this upcoming 2023 season, there's going to be some major rule changes. Were there any new rules that you really had an issue with or new rules that are being implemented that you're excited for? Um, none have an issue. I'm excited for, I'm excited for all the, all the new rules, honestly. And my favorite one will probably be the no shift. Um, as a pitcher, you probably like, Whoa, like yeah. why you, why do you, why don't you run the shift? It helps you. Um, number one, I, I've been hurt more by the shift than I have it helped. Right. I'm kind of a, a, I'm kind of like on the other side of the fence, um, which is, which is we looked at all the stats for the past couple of years and I've been burned more than, you know, pretty much anyone. Um, number two, uh, I think the game of baseball has lost its athleticism in athleticism. Um, this is, let me give you an example. I'm not trying to throw, you know, Max Muncy under the bus, but yeah. with the shift being a part of baseball, um, we took first basements, third basements, outfielders, and put them in the infield and really relied on guys who could hit, right? Um, if you could shift, you could throw them way deep and anyone could play infield. I could have played big league second base. I could have played big league shortstop um, with a shift. So you get rid of the athleticism. And, you know, guys back in the day made careers, David Eckstein, on being a glove guy, on being able to cover the field, being athletic. Um, and we weeded those guys out, and it's sad to see. So that's why people look at baseball players like, oh, they're not athletic. They can't move. Um well, yeah, we did it to ourselves. We 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 created a shift and 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 stuck non-athletic players in the middle infield. Um, and so now getting rid of the shift, you know, we're bringing back jobs for more guys who who deserve it. You know, who deserve to play infield. 
Um, so now we're going to bring back glove guys, which make contact. So now we're going to have less strikeouts. It's going it, to, there's a trickle effect to all of this kind of thing. And so that's going to be one of my favorite new rules. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, that's excellent insight. And, and I agree with you 100%. So the other thing that you mentioned just a few minutes ago was the pouty face with Carlos Cray. And I think most Dodgers fans in general, that's like your big moment, the thing they think of first when they talk about Joe Kelly's tenure with the Dodgers. But for me personally, it's actually the NLDS game two against the Padres. When you came out of the bullpen and you extinguished that fire in a crucial situation. Base is loaded. Hot yeah. Man. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I just got to ask, you know, what was in your head? How did you do that? Like, what were you feeling? Because that was, was iconic. Yeah, I've been a part of many hectic moments. And um, obviously, Kenley being one of the greatest of all time, most likely be a Hall of Famer, um, struggle, which everyone struggles until a while. Um, so I came in and, and, and I wanted to do it not only for the team, but I wanted to do it for my bullpen brother. We're brothers down there. Um, but I knew I knew exactly what Hosmer wanted to do. He's a free swinger. I didn't care about walking. I walk a lot of guys, but I knew that. Um, if I throw breaking balls for balls that are on the plate or for strikes on the plate, he's going to swing. Um, so I just uh, – honestly, I came with the mindset of, like, I know what to do. It's a win-win. Whatever happens, happens from this point. Um, and so I, I made some big pitches and got out of that. And, uh, you know, it was ve- it's very exciting. And and for uh, – Kenley takes losses to heart, um, especially playoff losses, and he's been stung a couple times. So – you know, I came out and gave me the big hug. He goes, thank God, dude. He's like, thank you so much. So that was, that's probably one of my favorite Dodger moments too. That's crazy. You said that, that you remember that. Um, yeah, we were in the bubble and, uh, that was huge. Then the Padres were, uh, obviously they knocked the Dodgers out this year, but the Padres were, you know, that was the start of their, uh, you know, upward trend of being a, a, a team that people talk about. Yep. Don't remind me of that last part, but you actually stole the words right out of my mouth. Huge. That was exactly what I was going to say. So thank you, Joe, for that. This is no kind problem, of another man. this is another kind of random question, but in terms of the 2020 season, I don't know if it's chatted about in the actual MLB players community, but there's a lot of fans online, especially that try to diminish that season. Did you have any comments on that or something you could just throw out there to the skeptics of why maybe 2020 was just as important as any other MLB season? Yeah, I mean, it's one of the the easiest comments and to make like the easiest way out. Right. Um, and I mean, if you just look at the actual numbers on it, it was technically the hardest um, postseason to get out of. We had extra teams. Number one, it was the first time where the best team in all of baseball had to actually play in a wild card game. You know, what the hell is that? You know, we had to play <laughs> Milwaukee Yep. and you know, let's just say you make an error and then we have one pitcher blow the game. You know, that's two losses right there in baseball that happens all the time. You know, that have been 
devastating for the game for the number one team of all of baseball to get kicked out in the first round in a three game set. So um, we had to go through extra games, uh, less rest, um, being in a hotel the whole time, not having home field advantage anywhere. Um, and, you know, like I said, we had more teams to make the playoffs. So it was more chance to get taken out. Yep. Um, so I think, uh, I think it's just, just the same, or I, I would put it even higher than a regular playoff. I think it's harder. I agree with you hundred percent. And I think if I'm not mistaken, the NLCS was seven consecutive games, no days off. Yeah, that that's true. I forgot about that. That was wild too. Yeah. So your book's coming out pretty soon, if I'm not mistaken. I saw on your website, which I'm going to share everywhere on our social media. It looks like it's coming out March 14th, but on Amazon, I saw you could get it maybe as early as February 28th. Yeah, so it comes uh it comes out on Amazon February 28th. So if you pre-order now, um, I think you'll be able to actually get it on February 28th. Um, so make sure you go out and pre-order for sure. Uh, but I think Barnes & Noble, you could get it. Um, but I'd say Amazon's best bet for sure. All right, sick. I had a couple more questions for you. So yeah, no doubt. Evan Drellick recently put out a book as well. And I feel like you're probably on board with him for calling out the Astros and all that cheating scandal. But he also had a source with the Red Sox that accused the Dodgers of cheating. I don't know if you're allowed to comment on that or if it was just out of line with accusing the Dodgers of cheating in general. Uh, I think it's a broad, broad word of cheating. Uh, if you know, I think if you are picking off pitcher signs from, you know, them coming set the way they come set, right? Like everyone tips. So if you're coming set and holding your ball this way in your glove, you could see it, and then you're yelling it to your teammate. That's that's perfectly fair. It's your fault for yeah. not being uh, good at hiding your pitches. So if that's considered cheating, which is a broad term, then sure. Uh, you know, I have my kid do it at age five. You know, if there's a pitcher, you know, stepping with his right foot for a fastball, stepping with his left foot for a curveball, like, all right, well here we go. That's just a tip. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. One other random question, and then I have just a finale. So you've probably been asked this a lot, but back in 2013, the NLCS, you had a little national anthem. Hamley. No, not that. Oh, there you say Hamley. <laughs> no, I, you can answer that too if you want, but no. No, the, it's all the, good. The showdown with Scott Van Slyke of the Dodgers, was that like a prank or did you guys collaborate to do this or did you discuss after? Because that's one of the things I remember from that series. And I was just kind of like, what's going on here? But this is hilarious. Yeah, no, actually, uh, it's something I did the whole season. Um, okay. We had a, a manager, Mike Matheny, uh, yep. who, who is big with, with supporting the National Anthem. And me as a young player being an knucklehead, um, he wanted every player on the line. So I was like, all right, I'll go, I'll go to the line. I'll go to the line every game. And matter of fact, I'm going to take it a step further. I'm going to stand out there until everybody leaves the field. I'm going to be the last one on the field. And so I started doing that throughout the whole season. And I did it throughout the playoffs. And, and when it came to the playoffs, um, I made it even more obvious, right? So, you know, I'd stand on, on the line and I'd wait for the other team to leave. I'd wait for my team to leave. I'd come back to the dugout and start screaming, let's go, boys. We already won this game. I already beat them in the national anthem. Look, they all walked off. No, it was like just making stuff up. Like, they don't want it. Um, and I, so I think Vince, like, noticed that, that I did a game, whatever game before that. And he noticed that I was, like, celebrating and standing out on the line. Um, and so game five or whatever it was when when i did it again he he caught wind and, and just started standing there um so he kind of caught got caught eye of, of myself just being you know stupid pretty much um and it turned into a standoff <laughs> nice 
All right, Joe. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Incline Dodgers. Just one final question about the book. And it's probably like two or three questions within one. But one, what are you most excited for listeners to find out when reading your new book? And two, are there any exciting interviews or exciting gets or something revealing that you just can't wait for listeners to find out? Or sorry, readers um, to find out. Yeah, yeah. So there is definitely a ton of guests, you know, there's guys like Mark Hoffice, you know, Blink-182, you got Rob Lowe. Favorite band. Um, oh, yeah, he's one of my boys. Um, you know, there's, there's fun stuff like that. And I think parents, parents, if you're a parent and your kids are in youth sports, uh, I touch on it a bunch. Um, please, please read about how to, how to treat kids and how to coach kids at that level. You know, they're our future. So I think, uh, you know, that's a big part of the book. Um, and I'm, like I said, I think I already said it before, but I think I'm most excited uh, for people to read about uh, me and Manfred's conversation. Um, you know, that's going to be a, a, a good one. And you know, like I said, you know, Rob's just another human being doing his job. I hope uh, people could have a little bit of change of heart for him like I did. So it's going to be, it's going to be fun. That is just awesome. And I can't wait to read this entire thing. Every time there's a baseball book out there, especially with, a Dodgers player involved, I get hyped. So still, still playing, but especially with a player still playing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Usually you do these things when you're done, right? Yeah, that's but, true. That's, that's, that is commitment yeah, right there. Only one me. So please support Joe Kelly, a damn near perfect game. Reclaiming February. America's pastime. February 28th. There you go. We'll have the website, all the links below. We'll promote the heck out of this. Cause I want to make sure the entire baseball community gets exposed. So Looking forward to that. Joe Kelly, thank you so much for coming on. Wish you the best of luck this upcoming season and your future endeavors. Kevin, appreciate it. KK, KK to JK. Yeah. All right, this is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.